Talk Show is brought to you by... Hey, want to feel young again? Are you tired, run down, have aches and pains, brain fog? This is science-based, not hype or fancy marketing. It really works. Carbon-60 helps detoxify your body on the cellular level. It stabilizes free radicals, just like the antioxidants found in red wine and berry stew, but on a far smaller, more bioavailable nanoscale. It's like a bottle of electrons, helping your body to function better. You can also apply it on your skin, topically, over muscles, joints, or organs. Most people feel results within minutes. This is not a drug. It's organic carbon. Feel better today. About 95% of our users report more energy and clarity of mind within 10 days. Give us a call at Greska's Carbon 60 at 720-600-6040 or visit our site at c-60.com. Call 720-600-6040 and feel young again. Folks, welcome back to the iHealth channel, iHealth Radio, with your host, Hurricane H. New day, uh, new show, but not new topic, uh, because this topic is something we've covered, but it's an important topic. We need to cover it over and over and over. There's not enough talk about this, and we need to just bring it in uh, really the face of our audiences around the world and give them the awareness. And my guest today is going to take us into this topic, which is the topic of suicide, and uh, really, uh, it is it is happening around us. Uh, some some of us experiences directly in the family. Some people are experiences through their friends and so on and so forth, colleagues. But it is it is around the world, and it's uh, it's just critical. And the more we talk about it, the more it's important, you know, just to to put the word and hopefully know where to go at the signs and all these things. Now, again, uh, I'm not the expert in this matter, and my guest. He's actually a public speaker. He's uh, an awesome statistics, statistics, you know, expert. But but he really uh, has experienced, you know, something of this nature of suicide in his life. And uh, he is going out there. He's part of some, uh, you know, movement, I guess, and discussions about, you know, how to prevent these things. And, uh, you know, he's going to talk to us about all this stuff and hopefully give us some uh, ways of helping others, maybe. So everybody's watching, listening right now. It's not only is going to help us, but also we might be able to save somebody's life or help someone not get to that end of the line, you know, uh, dark, I guess, uh, hole, right? So, so without any further ado, I have with me Colin Hughes. Colin, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Hurricane. Appreciate it. How are you? I'm doing terrific, man. I and thank you for 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 being with me here and really uh, bringing this topic to 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 the audiences. Uh, I know this is a difficult topic for you. I mean, uh, because you've experienced this firsthand. And uh, I mean, uh, as you'll tell the story, you know, this this will become a lot more easier for people to understand what we're talking about here. But before we go into the deep dive here, uh, let's talk about who is Colin and how you got into this. <laughs> you okay. Know, who am I? I'm just an ordinary guy, just like everybody else. I had, I had three dreams as a child, be a cowboy, be a pilot, be an actor. And, uh, the three, three awesome ones. <laughs> yeah. And I, I rode bulls professionally for several years. I, and I was privileged to compete against some of the greatest legends ever in the sport of professional rodeo. Ooh. And so, yeah. I, yeah, have you ever, you ever heard of the movie eight seconds? Yes. 
I, Lane, I think I, yeah. yeah, Lane Frost, who died in the arena at Cheyenne, that's a true story. And Lane was a friend of mine. The last thing he ever said to me is to call me an old fart. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 what, that's, a fun, that's a fun memory I have, I have of my friend Lane. Well, you're not that old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess he's your friend. He's entitled to say yeah. that. I mean, we were, uh, I was, it, this happened at, uh, Cheyenne. The last time, uh, at Cheyenne, you ride two times in the bull riding. There's like probably 300 and some bull riders entered. Back then it was, you ride twice, the top 15 go on to the last go around, the short go or the championship go around on the final day of the rodeo. And Lane and I had our first two bulls the same days that year. And after, uh, our second bull, we're in a Justin Sports Medicine trailer there, changing our clothes. The topic of age came up, and somebody's talking about <laughs> somebody's talking about a woman that he knew. Says, "Well, a friend of mine actually asked this other guy. Says, what well, ha- ask him how come he hasn't called me?' He says, my nickname is Goose.' Well, Goose, she's in her thirties." I'm in my thirties. Lane just smiled. Says, yeah, you're just an old fart. Wait, wait, wait. So, so you're a goose. I guess he's married. That was my nickname. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so that well, that was well, that was a fun memory. Well, I mean, listen. I mean, he's departed, yeah. but 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 see, sometimes those are the things. I mean, his memory remains, and yeah, uh, you know, actually, uh, and yeah. that's that's the important always thing. But but that's a tough game. You are. I mean, uh, rodeo man. I mean, you're talking about bulls riding. That stuff is not for the fan of heart. I mean, that's well. You know what? Too. You know why I got into it? <laughs> I don't know. I wouldn't imagine. <laughs> Chicks dig bull riders. Okay, okay. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> anyway, to each his own, baby. <laughs> but but hey, whatever's yeah. you, whatever uh, your boat, right? <laughs> after I climbed on my last bull, it was a year to the a year to the week that Lane died. I got on my last one, and I had to be carried out of the arena. Oh, uh, got walked on so bad, and I said, "That's it." But after that, I picked up a lot of people said, man, you should announce rodeos. And I said, hmm. so I tried it and I got to be, I got to be pretty good at announcing rodeos. And that's where my, Oh, I, I can, I can hear that, man. I can hear that. Yeah. Let, do, do us, do us just, just to, for the sake of the show. Can you give us a little bit of that? People love the way I introduced the bull riding. They're big, they're bad and they're back in town. The bad boys of rodeo. They make their living by destroying bull riders and they do it all for a bale of hay and a bag of feed. Yeah, there you have it, folks. That that was it. I mean, that's great. Thank you, thank you. I know it's not the top, but I think we're gonna talk about some some sad stuff. But at the same time, you know, we want to keep the positivity yeah. and the energy, you know, uh, nice. But so, thank you for that. So, 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 Colin, that was the. But you wanted also to be in Hollywood and, and a pilot. I mean, those are like three. The yep. one is in the air. I'm, I'm retired. In- I'm a retired airline pilot. Oh, okay. Yep. See, we so, didn't know that. So I guess you yep. did. You did retired airline pilot, and. uh after accomplishing all that is uh my marketing manager tell me says that i'm building a new website we're trying to come up with a you know a spiel on my website and he says just do it this way says i had three dreams as a child be a cowboy be a pilot to be an actor i rode bulls for several years and competed against some of the legends of the sport of rodeo i'm a retired airline pilot that's two now we're talking about i bought a micro and then i bought a microphone and now i'm a voice actor (laughs) 
Oh, there you go. So, so that's yeah. right. I, you know, when you think Hollywood, you just think like the movie stuff. But yeah. you're right. There's a lot of stuff. I mean, there's voiceover. There's you know, voice yeah. actors. I mean, voice voice acting is not just reading a script. You, a yeah, voice you got to act it. Yeah, you got yeah, to. You got to bring it to life. Yeah. yeah, just like you said with the rodeo right now. You were like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, you, you. I mean, that's the thing. You, for example, you watch a cartoon, right? You know, you you wanna you wanna feel that cartoon and yeah, it becomes exactly. real. And your voice is what makes that cartoon really the action. Yeah. So, uh, so, so there you go. Three dreams delivered. Yeah. Uh, I, well, by the way, for our audiences there, um, I just want to, I want to touch on this quickly because, uh, you know, we do a lot of things in, in this particular platform. And one of them is to inspire and motivate. And this is an important piece. Uh, and, and this actually will relate to what we're going to talk about in the suicide piece, yes. Yes. but, but definitely dreams do come true if you pursue yeah. them. And not you know you you demonstrated that you can't. Some people have one dream and they have difficulty going after it. You did three and you won. And by the way, this is not a critic. You know, I, yeah. I'm just saying that if you do have a dream, you know, you got to go after it. You have a couple of them. Follow through. Uh, it's not going to be easy. I'm sure this road was not you know as 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 simple as it sounds. Now that you look back, you know, yeah, I've done it. I've been there and I'm doing it. And I'm having fun. But each one of those to get into that rodeo, as you said, that was not easy. To get into a pilot. You know, and and become good at it, and become like a, mm-hmm. a real, you know, uh, taking jets or whatever. That's not it. It takes years of you know air air time, if you want to call it that way, like fly time. Uh, you know, and of course, voiceover. You have to have the drive, and you have to work on it. So all these things, you know, yeah. are examples of what we have. So folks listening, watching, doesn't matter where you are, doesn't matter what your dream is. Dream big. I always say, scare yourself. You know, that's that's where your dream is really good because it has to be scary enough. <laughs> but even if it's not, you know, that's okay. You just gotta pursue whatever it is, small, yeah. large, whatever the state this the, the level of the dreaming that you have, but make it reality. Yeah, I, I have a catchphrase that kind of goes with how I feel for it. people should live their life. Do what you love and love what you do. Uh, you, you know, I don't know if I've heard that before, but but I can tell you, you might want to, you know, trademark that thing because <laughs> that's catchy enough. I think, uh, you know, it's probably a quote somewhere now already. <laughs> but yeah, but, I've said it. I don't know how many times we so <laughs> can steal that phrase that is copyrighted by the voices of Colin W. Hughes. <laughs> so, so there you or go. It should be. Yeah, we, we have a copyright well, voice. <laughs> it's it's on my website. And right at the bottom, it says copyrighted. So, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I love the disclaimer just to make sure so folks, hey, don't don't go crazy here and use it. I mean, you can use it, but always remember it is copyrighted to Colin Hughes. All right. Well, so Colin, I love it. I love it. I mean, this is this is getting you know to a good start. I love this thing. Uh, by the way, energy. I, I love your energy. And 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 here's the thing. You are someone who've been devastated uh in 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 a tragic, you know, uh event of suicide. And this is close enough now let's let's get into that dive right now i mean because i think that's and we're going to tie this to all the dreaming and and to the the quote you just made right now well i've had um let me tell you about something that happened before you know you hear so many times about how people say that the worst thing that a parent could go through is the loss of a child on January 29th, 2015, my oldest daughter died from cancer. And last year, June 10th, 2022, I had a 15-year-old granddaughter. Not She's uh, not the daughter of my oldest daughter, but from another daughter. 
who ended her own life. And that was far worse than the loss of my daughter. You know, I was, I was expecting, you know, we knew that my daughter's health was going downhill for, for a long time. And we knew what the outcome was going to be. You know, we, of course we prayed for miracles, but, and sometimes we just don't, prayers aren't answered in the way that we want them to sometimes. <laughs> well, that, that's uh, a great way to, 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 yeah. to put that. Yeah. Thank you for that. Yeah. And but the loss of my granddaughter was just, it was so sudden and at her own hand. And, and to try to, to try to process that in, in my mind was just, I didn't know how, I mean, you know, I, I'm a person who I'm used to going after things and, you know, and doing, and, pushing forward i did not know how to push forward through this and um you know as you said i'm i, lo I love public speaking and right after my rodeo days i started to say that you know i went into announcing rodeos and i fell in love with being behind the microphone you know most people they get they get behind a microphone and they <laughs> or you know they just I'm not going to do any public speaking, but you get me behind a microphone with a stadium full of thousands of people. On there. Get them wild out. Have us some fun. <laughs> but for so many years, through most of my adult life now, I've always wondered, you know, why have I been given this gift? What am I supposed to do with it? What can I do with it to what something is worthwhile? And I've tried, you know, a couple different topics. I thought, you know, I just, I just didn't really, I just didn't feel it. And I truly believe that I was saved for something. As an example, as a child, I almost drowned. I was caught in a whirlpool in this, at this lake, and I could not kick loose. And somebody at the last second reached in and grabbed and pulled me out. And... I went over to the picnic area where my family was, and I, I told my parents about it. My mother says, there's nothing like that in Lake Manawa. <laughs> and I was just devastated. My mommy doesn't believe me. And so I went, to the, I went to the picnic area next to us where this guy walked back towards, and I described him, and nobody knew who he was. Another time as, a, as an adult, I was starting to walk across the road a highway without looking properly. And I just, just as I was stepping out, somebody yelled at me to jump back and I could feel the rush of the wind of the car just blasting by me. Those calls. Yeah. So, you know, a couple, there's been a couple other things like that, but so I always thought that, you know, I'm being saved for something, but I didn't know what. And when I got the phone call on June 10th, it was, um, it was my granddaughter's stepfather who called, you know, it was my daughter's caller ID. So I answered it, you know, just, Hey honey, how you doing? And then, and then I heard, uh, I heard Jim's voice and I'm like, something's wrong. You know, I didn't know what I thought. Oh, you know, somebody, you know, maybe had an accident in the hospital or whatever, you know, and. But when he said that 
when he said that that Lena had killed herself. I just started wailing and yelling and screaming. And my wife's a social worker. She was working from home. She was, she was up front in her, her office that we've made for her. And um, at first she said she thought that I was in my sound booth, you know, doing some voice acting on a loud character. <laughs> and um, then she came out. It just I have never yelled and screamed and cried that hard ever in my life. But while I'm going through all that, within the first few seconds of finding the news, it just, it just, this thought popped into my head says, this is what you've been saved for. And that's to be an advocate for suicide awareness, mental health awareness. So here I am. Um, I mean, that's pretty deep. And well, there's a few things there. Uh, one is, um, you're right. I mean, first of all, it's loss is loss, right? You know, and especially a younger loss, meaning that yeah. when someone is, you know, going to age and lived a, a healthy life and a, you know, full life of vitality and all the stuff and they get into old age, I mean, you expect it's just the law of nature, right? I mean, we all have to go one day. But when someone at a youth, and of course that doesn't have a time frame or an age, but yeah. but but still, it's difficult to see someone that's young going, and and you know, you, your daughter that's cancer, and again, it's brutal, and it's taking lives every day, uh, and but but you go through that process over time because you you know it's right. it's just that you know the diagnosis, you try, you said you prayed, but I love what you said about it. You, prayers are answered different ways because at the end of the day, she that was her time and. Uh, you know, it is what it is. And then for the most part, people, if you have a belief system, you would know that that's the case. But most of us believe in that it's time. And, you yeah. know, but, but we don't want anybody to go that way. Right. Or you always hope for like, you know, you're going to see them grow older, grandkids, yeah. the whole nine. And that's how it is. All parents actually have that same desire. Right. Uh, but, but it is hard, but that's again, expected. And by the way, um, I didn't lose my, my kids, but, but I, uh, you know, I've, I've seen, People deteriorating, you know. My my father, for example, was diagnosed with cancer, and over seven years, uh, seven months, we've seen him literally go down, yeah. and then ultimately. But he was not that old. I mean, he was really seventy three, so that's not very old for yeah. age. And uh, but but obviously, two different examples here. Your your daughter is one thing. Your father, but for for any parent, you know, or person, that's blood. And whoever it is, you still feel hard, and especially when you see them going in the road of cancer. And that's one thing. But the other one, the other status here is that when someone ends their life at a younger age and it's sudden, there is, it's, there's no signs, there is no nothing. Sometimes there are, I mean, and we'll talk about that, but, but for you, there was nothing. At least you, you know, it's, it's not something you expect that your kids will do. And then you hear that now, this is your grandkid. I'm sure the parents were devastated. You were devastated. Everybody got devastated. So the impact is not them. It's everybody around them as well. And especially the kind of person that she was is, is another thing that made it so hard. You know, she was not, she was just this amazing, uh, little backstory on it. Well, maybe not a little bit big. <laughs> my oldest daughter came from my youthful indiscretions, uh, when I was like, you know, 19 or something like that. And I didn't even learn about her until she was 15. 
And so she was angry at the world on again, off again relationship until the last few years of her life. You know, we were really growing close. And, but then um, my first marriage, I had four daughters. And the mother of these four daughters was the second oldest. And I was still not a very good guy back then, following in the following the footsteps of my uh, my father, who you know drank a lot and unfaithful, you know. So I was that's the kind of guy I was then. Which, of course, you know that doesn't lay the grounds for a very strong marriage, and so. That led to divorce. After the the divorce, the girl's mother married somebody who's retired military, and he um, asked if he could adopt the girls to give them, so they could have the insurance, health insurance, and whatever else comes through those benefits. And I thought, well, you know, that's more I can afford to pay in child support right now. So, it, yeah, it's best for the girls. What I didn't realize is right after I signed those papers, that's it. I had no right to see or talk to them at all. And they grew up feeling abandoned by me. And, you know, understandably so. In 2004, I think it was, the second oldest daughter reached out to me. I was an adult then and and the first meeting went great. You know, we were reunited, went on and, you know, went on for a few months. Then she felt family pressure kind of in the middle. Says, why are you talking to him? You know, whatever it was. And so she kind of bowed out of the relationship. A few months later, I got another email, an email from her, you know, oh, I, I'm sorry. And so I thought, well, let's try it again. And. That happened a couple couple different times, and then I met my wife now, 17 years, my sweet Jean Marie, and got a message from this daughter again, and, and of course, my wife, she's a social worker, and she, relationships are so important to her, and she says, well, you're going to contact her back on she said no i'm not i'm not going through that again just but honey the relationship the relationship <laughs> there's not going to be a relationship that won't develop and she just oh she wouldn't let it go and so finally i says i'm going to do this but just to show you that i know what i'm talking about well it lasted longer this time <laughs> but it did go away and um, so then in 2017, um, I, uh, as a pilot, based in Houston, Texas, with the airline that I flew from, and I flew for it, I live in Las Vegas. So every week I'd have to commute down, you know, catch a ride out of Vegas airport down to Houston to go to work. And when I was home on time off, I, one day my wife asked me, says, what are you going to do if she contacts you again? I says, I can't go through that. There's just no way. And this time my wife says, told me she understood it. <laughs> I'm like, oh, okay. Next morning, I'm saying my morning prayers. 
And I swear to you, it's just like you hear in my voice right now. Uh, I heard these words is, pray for your children. They want nothing to do with me. I don't have children. I said, pray for your children. And I was going back and forth. I was I was arguing with God about, no, I'm not going to do this. And finally, I said, okay, I'll do it. I don't remember what I said or anything, but I did it. And my first flight on my trip I was leaving for was later in the day. So I commute out, commute, commute, eh, commute out the same day instead of having to go the day before and spend the night in a hotel in Houston. So got to work. I went to Detroit for the night overnight in Detroit, worked flight back into Houston on day two of a four-day trip, and I'm walking up the jet bridge with passengers deplaning, and uh, my phone rings. It's a number I didn't, that I did not recognize, and it was, it was my daughter. And um, she, at this time, was divorced from, from her husband. They had my granddaughter that I had not seen since she was like probably around three and a grandson that I had never met. Um, she was living in up in the Northeast New Hampshire. I think it was with my granddaughter and the children's father was in Florida with my grandson. The father had been killed in an automobile accident. My grandson was in the car with him and was lucky to get out alive. I mean, that thing was just crushed like a, a can. It just, it, it, it's hard to understand how anybody could have lived through it. But my grandson was in a coma at the hospital. They didn't know if he was going to pull out. His front was split wide open, internal organs exposed several broken bones and my daughter's said her sisters couldn't come down. They were in Fort, La Fort Lauderdale, Florida in the hospital. Her sisters couldn't come down. Her mother couldn't come down. And she said she just needed to have some support there. And I says, I'm on the next flight. And I, I didn't try to jump seat or, you know, do non-rev down there. I bought a seat just to make sure. And, uh, and so ever since then, the relationship's been growing and growing and been a lot, you know, been pretty good. And my grandson's doing great now, by the way. So there is some good in this. Mm -hmm. But to give you an idea of what my granddaughter was like, when I was down there in Florida, you know, I'd, I'd take her out, you know, to lunch or something and, you know, to give my daughter some, some time off and just where she can just kind of, you know, go back to at the Ronald McDonald house and relax a little bit or maybe catch a nap there in, in, the, in the hospital room or whatever, just to let her just not have to worry about everything. And every time that my granddaughter, Lena opened her mouth, I expected to hear grandpa, where have you been all these years? Grandpa, why haven't you called us or grandpa? This not once did this child say anything like that. Not once. All she did is just accept me and love me. And 
it's one of the few times in my life that I truly experienced complete unconditional love. And that's the kind of person that my granddaughter was. We, uh, my wife and I took her to Hawaii when she was 12 years old. And she was, just had a blast. The There's only one thing she asked for on this entire trip, and is that is if we could take her to a store so she could buy her own swimsuit. And she said she had her own money. She showed us the money for it. We go to the store, and we're looking around. She finds what she wants, and she puts it back. I says, well, well honey, why are you putting it back? Oh, it's too expensive, Grandpa. says, well, do you have enough money to buy it? She says, yeah. She says, but I won't be able to, I won't be able to pay for my food while I'm here. Such so mother only gave her so much money and that had to be for food. And I says, honey, you're not paying for anything else on this trip. The only thing you're paying for will be this. We're, grandma and grandma, grandma and I are, we're paying for everything. Says, really? I said, yeah. You know, she didn't expect anything. And, but when we got to the cashier, she's pulling out her money. You know what old grandpa's doing right behind her back, don't you? Oh, yeah. I'm pulling out that credit card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she didn't expect it. When we uh, we found a attraction, swim with the dolphins, and she uh, we asked her if she wanted to do that. She says, "Oh, grandpa, that just cost too much money." This wool. It's okay. Yeah, it costs a lot, but it's okay. She says, oh, Grandpa, I couldn't let you do that. That's way too much money. So I just says, okay, if it were free, would you want to do it? Well, yeah. I says, okay. No yes. more bait. <laughs> it's okay. We got it covered. <laughs> and uh, we've got this picture of her that's it's on my Facebook page. It's a banner now behind my profile picture of her. You know, standing in the water right next to this dolphin, and she has this huge smile on her face. And one, and uh, when I posted that, you know, on Facebook, most of the people that I'm connected with on there are you know, old rodeo buddies. And one of them, his name's Donnie Gay, eight-time world's champion bull rider. Donnie made a comment on that picture when I first posted it, and he's never met my family ever. And he, uh, he just says, "I'd know that smile anywhere." And I just, for some reason, that just felt, that felt so good. Well, Alan, listen, I'm listening to you and uh, it, it, it's, it's tough. I mean, uh, th these are memories that you have and, uh, you know, anyone watching and listening right now, I'm sure they're feeling the same, you know. I guess sentiments I have right now for you and, and for your, how you, you, you are really experiencing this as you speak about it. And I, and I know you do this <laughs> quite a bit, which is always reminding you and in a way it's a good thing. It keeps you closer to, to the memory and to her, but also it is not easy to, to get out. But I think the more you speak about it, it's always a good thing. But, but I, I want to, you know, first of all, thank you for, for giving the, the background on the story. And uh, again, for our audiences, things happen when we're young. And it is part of 
all we all make mistakes when you're younger because you don't know much you just yeah. know the obvious you want to have fun and i think that's what culturally we've been <laughs> conditioned to do you want to have fun and the fun could be in many ways shape and form and then you have these things that happen and then life keeps going and you said it yourself again uh, you know you wanted to to be that guy that are just you know flying around doing things and, and having a good time <laughs> and, and you know and you did that so so there's i mean you know you can't at the time that's all sounded right and for the most part today people are going through this at an early age they all i mean listen i see them all the time i was young too and <laughs> things you know you do your thing right you know that's that's what it is everybody's going through some sort of level and these things do happen but i think the the biggest part about your uh i guess story right now is that you had a disconnect with your own children for a minute mm. and you finally was able to connect and and this bond now didn't happen with your child specifically although it was but it was not as strong but it it kind of almost connected with your grandchild and that's that's really your granddaughter became that that link that bridge you know with that long waited for uh relationship and 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 child love right so she became your real your your child really i mean your <laughs> your i mean really think about it right i mean just listening to you uh it's almost like compensating for years of loss with, with your daughters and yeah she probably could not make up with with her mom as much but with her you had hopes that this would be it and i think that that's what i'm gathering at least from this because i can see that that bond is going to be much stronger than any concrete out there <laughs> and 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 you know you just wanted her to be to be happy you wanted to be part of her life and you wanted to to do more because again to, to your point you didn't do that you know for your daughter because they were not there and you and it's not because it was your fault you signed a document that you know once you get into the court system and you get those things you know you pretty much kind of like you know off a lot of things that you can do obviously the kid that your daughter's got older so there's a little bit more of flexibility there but it's never the same so you're you're you change all that a little bit with your granddaughter right it, part 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 of you know with these three tragic events in my life you know what one thing that i've learned from them is no matter how dark things get to be there can still something good come come of it and um uh, in the death of my oldest daughter, I got close with my oldest granddaughter, who now is a, a senior in college. She graduates from college next May. <laughs> she is such a fun person, you know, and she has little issues. It's uh, it's me. She comes running to text. Well, Grandpa, this, you know, this is begin going on, and what do you think? And I just like, and so that's just. You know, that's just so much joy I get I get from her and she is just a fun person. And in the uh automobile accident that killed the children's father, of course, my grand my daughter, my granddaughter, my grandson came back into my life. And my grandson, I call him my grand buddy. <laughs> Love it. I love it. Yeah, and he's just, he is just an amazing, amazing guy. It's, it's, you know, and I have that. I'm just so blessed to have, to have him in my life. And I'm so glad for him too. Yeah. yeah and uh, yeah, go ahead. then from my granddaughter's death, <clears throat> of course at the, uh, 
funeral, my other daughters are all there and they all have children. The funeral home asked for people to send in pictures of my granddaughter and they got hundreds of pictures of them. And the video, there was a video made by the funeral director who didn't really didn't know the family. He put these pic, this video together. And about half of these pictures, it was with uh, Lena, with my wife and I in Hawaii, Universal Studios in our home at Christmas. And, and now all of a sudden, all these other grandchildren know who I am. And the internment was the following day. <clears throat> funeral was on a Saturday. And one of my other grandchildren, you know, after the services, I was just standing by where she was, where she was lying and just crying. And this cute little girl from my youngest granddaughter or from my youngest daughter came up and says, do you need a hug? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Later that day, I, my oldest daughter contacted me, and one of her children wanted to get to know me. She said, and she was very strict. This is forever. You do not, you do not ghost her. And I was like, yeah, yeah, I understand it, and I know you why you feel this way. <laughs> and so at the internment, one thing that happened is my wife leans over to me and says, "Honey, do you realize that this is Father's Day, and all four of your daughters are here?" And and I, I just about collapsed while we were standing there. And, um, but my daughter brought this other granddaughter up to me and introduced me. And the first thing she does is she looks in my eyes, she says, are you a good man now? And it felt so good to be able to look her in the eye and say, yes, I am. She says, good. And then she hugged me. We text all the time now. She's a texter. She's not a talker. She's a texter. I just get some of the most fun things. This girl is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's all of these good things that come out of bad, you know, and, and I know with everyone, it's not going to be something that amazing, but there's always good. No matter what happens, look for the good, because there is something there to help you go on. There truly is. So Colin, thank you. And, and, and again, you just reinforced that idea that uh, first of all, you had a second life. I mean, literally, you know, uh, yourself with w with your daughters, but now you with your grandkids. You know, yeah. the time that you missed with your daughters, I guess, youth or childhood, you are getting it now with the grandkids. Yeah, uh, you know, and that was that that that's precious. But I love what you said about in the darkest darkness, there is still a glimpse of light and things can happen for the better you know and and it is i mean but that takes a different mindset it, that takes strong will i mean you have you want to see the positive i mean you could have collapsed on this and think that the world ended and you know that in the universe hates you and everything i mean some people go that that way right but you didn't you chose to believe that you were here for a reason and then you connected that with all those events that happened when you were a kid the car that missed you the the man that 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 was not there and you got pulled up. And by the way, I, I, I can I can tell you this and I swear to God, I relate to these stories myself because <laughs> I, 
you you mentioned drowning. I had the same experience. It was not whirlpool. I was actually a riptide. Same same concept, <laughs> you know. And by the way, in lakes they do have whirlpools. I mean whirlpools yeah. because if if the the land drops down, it just creates a hole, and then that starts you know taking the water down, and then that's it, and you can get down very yeah. easily. So people that may not know that it, it happens ge ge geologically speaking, it can happen. Uh, but 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 the fact of the matter is same thing. I I was in the middle of the ocean, literally sucked in, and uh, I was. I was basically waiting for the end and then someone came to me to help me and stayed with me. And the rest of the events that happened to me, it's, it's, I find it, it looks like in a movie scene that you don't get. I mean, literally you, uh -huh. get, heli yeah. you get helicopter, you get all the stuff, which you, and this was overseas where it is not very common to get a coast guard helicopter to snatch someone from the water. And it happened to me. Uh, and, and it's, it's like, you think about it, like, and you come out and you kind of wonder like, how did you even survive? Because yep. you look at that spot and you're like, no way. But but you don't realize what that is at that time, and it's funny that you said that you know you love to be behind the mic and stuff, and you love to do public speaking. But this is what probably that was all about. I mean, yes, you you kind of paid the dues for for some of the early stuff that you did, you know, and then now you're replenishing all that good good stuff, you know, behind you know, and taking a new spin of life. But you also take it on the road. So your voice now is the voice for a lot of people. You're changing some of the dynamics for people. You're giving hope for to people because really this discussion, if anything, is bringing people more to like positivity and hope. And 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 that, to your it, point, there is a better place. Yeah, this yeah. topic is hidden so much. I don't know if it's hidden, but it's just not talked about enough. Oh, you're right. People shy away from it. You know, on on YouTube, they do not allow videos that have the word uh-oh. Yeah. They, we, they, we're going to have this one on YouTube. You know that. <laughs> they don't allow it. And there's some others that if you do hashtag uh, suicide awareness, you know how it automatically fills in? Yeah. It doesn't even do that on TikTok. And so I made a video. I just, um, I'm recently on TikTok and I made this video, you know, talking about that. And I says, you know, that word that, that starts with S and ends with an I'd. Well, I'd like to talk about it. I'd like to say it. And uh, I got to check it out. I got to check it yeah. out. <laughs> it got over 7,000 views. Uh, there you go. Well, you know, uh, it, by the way, I thank you for bringing that up. Again, that's what we are talking about it. I mean, yeah, there's suicide prevention. There's a lot of stuff. Uh, I mean, I've, I've, I've had actually a couple of shows, you know, and they, you know, they, they're still posting, uh, YouTube. And as long we're talking positivity here, it's not, I mean, sometimes yeah. the algorithms will, will pick it out and you just have to appeal and just, you know, hey, listen to the show. This is, this is about yeah, exactly. helping people. You are, you are a platform that, that produces, you know, information. So this is positive stuff, not negative. We're not encouraging people. We actually anti that. So, so let's be clear about that. We want people to live and, 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 and choose life, choose the future. And, exactly. and, and you know, you know what it is? It's so, interesting that uh many people who have gone to dark places in their life and i've had so many shows with you know addiction and things like that and the one common theme that came up you know over and over and over all these people had entertained one time in their life the possibility to end their life and then now looking back they realize that this is a person that would have been missed in this world had they chosen mm -hmm. that path because now they're doing and making a difference Worldwide, on average, there's 
over 800,000 people that end their lives every year. In the United States, on a weekly average, about 130, 135 every week. And the numbers of people who have attempted to get bigger, it's been a while since I've looked at those numbers, but the numbers are just astronomical. And one of the things, everyone who's ever thought about it, who's tried it and done it, one of the things that they all have in common is that they feel there is no hope. Whatever situation that has them to this level, they don't feel they can get past it. And sometimes, especially in today's society, you know, with younger people, you know, it is, and it's not always, you know, the, the, the kids that you think it would be, you know, the, you know, punk rockers or whatever, you know, and stuff like that. It's <laughs> normal everyday kid. You know, it's the star football player. It's, uh, my granddaughter was on the track team. And she was one of the first, she was a member of the first all-girl high school wrestling squad. And that's, you know, she just, she was active and she was happy. But a lot of times, children just, they don't learn how to cope these days. They don't know how to handle, they're just so much stuff coming into their lives, it's, and it's hard to handle. There's all the hate that's going on in today's world. But one of the things I think is so important, no matter what's going on in this world, love and hope still do exist. They're out there. Sometimes you got to look for it, but they're out there. Uh, and powerful stuff, man. Go ahead. Sorry. One, one, one of the fallacies about talking to somebody who may, who may have suicidal thoughts I took a course that's uh, from the QPR Institute. I think it's qprinstitute.com. Question, persuade, refer. So you question somebody, you persuade them to get help, then you refer them to somebody to get help and not just say, oh, yeah, go to this guy. It's you take them there yourself if, if you need to. And But one of the things that was, was mentioned in this course is that uh, – is that if somebody's having these thoughts and you ask them about those thoughts, that'll make that they will be more apt to do it. That's false. You word it properly. It, they're going to open up. It's not like, you know, a couple of teenagers. Hey, you ever thought about doing that? Yeah, I have. No, that's not how you ask <laughs> it. It'd be, oh, <laughs> it'd be, yeah. Are you, are you having these thoughts or, do you ever think that you just don't want to wake up in the morning? A change in their, a change in their mood, you know, usually from upbeat and everything to where, you know, not just a day or two of sadness, but really down all the time. Somebody who's starting to drink more than usual and drinks a lot or, or illegal drugs where they're just, you know, self-medicating, you know, there's all types of things like that. Just don't be afraid to talk to them. You could literally save their life. Literally save their life. And that's why I do what I do, because I I don't want my granddaughter's death to be in vain. Oh, wow. So, Colin, you're, you're talking about some 
powerful stuff there. And uh, I love what you said. There's discussion. It's happening out there, but not enough. The rates are staggering. They're crazy worldwide. It is affecting more the teenagers uh, in, in, in crazy numbers. And also, veterans. Oh well, yeah, veterans. Well, I mean, uh, veterans. You know, there's there's a, a trigger to that. The P, the PTSD and all the stuff can actually be very brutal, uh, but but it is happening. You're right. So veterans, and I know you have some work there. You know that we're going to talk about, uh, but but really the the young folks right now they have so much pressure. Why? Mm-hmm. You know, it's because the system is it's literally rigged in a way because you talked about TikTok and the social media, and they just oh, want yeah. like be like everybody else. And frankly, you know, first of all, I love what you said. Love is is here. Hope is here. Yeah. And there is nothing. And I and this is my message. Like uh, you know, that my belief and my message. There is nothing that is that we deserve. You know, anybody's choosing to do that in a way, because life is beautiful. Yes, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna throw a lot of shit at you, and that's just the way it is. It's part of oh, yeah. you know, as humans, you are not gonna have a peachy life. There is no such thing as you wake up and it's gonna be all nice and sweet until you actually depart. It's gonna have a lot of buns, you know, like a lot of bumps and ups and down, the turbulence. Since you're a pilot, no pun intended, you're gonna hit a lot of that stuff, you know, up and down. But you know what? It is not worth taking your life. You are worth a lot more to yourself, to your family, and to the world because mm-hmm. you don't even know what your potential is. And right. if you're out there and you're just not sure or you're in a dark place, know that there are people that will love you. There are people that will enjoy you. There are people that would benefit from you. And you just have to know that you're, you, you count. You are important. I think that's if we all know that we are important in this world and we have a mission somehow in this world and we're going to have to drive a legacy and leave a legacy behind then we all going to live towards that and and we can preset this this set set you know of ideology in anyone that's watching or listening right now it doesn't matter what age you are this is you you will be able to grow i mean look uh, we can talk about our your story and my story we've done things <laughs> in our lives right but really what are we doing today is hoping that or not hoping i mean we're doing we're taking action to help people to get that that potential that they have and really like you talk we talked about dreams and right. yeah. establishing those dreams, realizing those dreams, we can, and you will. There is nothing in this world. Listen, I wanted to do this, and I'm doing it. You know, I, I am, and I'm not stopping. You know, you, whatever you do, it, believe me, is this different? Is this easy? Not easy at all. But I am doing it, and you can do whatever you want out there if you have a passion. Do it, even if you don't have it yet. You will have a passion. You just have to discover it. It's there in you. We all have a programming that's in there that is positive. We just gotta tap into it and really get into it. And but don't don't think that it's the end. There is no blockage. There is nothing. And you will live, you know, a happy life if you choose to, in the worst circumstances. You you said it. I mean one the stuff one that you thing, to, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Go one ahead. thing I like to say to young people, you know, who are really struggling and going through times, you know, there's 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 a lot of youth you know, who are growing up in home that for some reason they feel they are not loved. Maybe they are, maybe they're not, but they, they're just not feeling it or that, you know, things are so horrible at home. And what I say to them, if they're having suicidal thoughts is if you feel that you're not loved or listened to at home, 
and you're having these types of thoughts, find somebody to talk to. And I'm not talking about, you know, the, the your, your buddy down the street says, yeah, man, I almost did it one time. You know, find somebody, go to a church, go to a synagogue, go to a mosque, go to a youth center, go anywhere where there is a responsible adult who will tell you that you are worthwhile, that life is worth living, that you can get through this. This is not the end. You may find yourself between a rock and a hard place. You don't know how to get past it, but with the right help, you can get through it. Just work on it. Be, be a hurricane <laughs> and plow through. Uh, listen, thank you. That, that is, that is probably one of the most, you know, uh, engaging, powerful messages that someone can hear. And you're right. And then you give it all, doesn't matter who you are, where you are, you have a way out. And, but, but I, I want to add one thing to that. You know, who says that we have to always feel loved by others? If you love yourself, it, it starts here. I mean, we need to love ourselves. I mean, it starts with you be, be full of love and life, you know? And yes, mm -hmm. if, I'm really, cause if, if you do that, you're not going to hurt yourself. You know, that's, and by the way, if you can't find love in your family, People have extra families that are extended families, people that are outside of your circles that are your family. And, and if you truly love better. yourself, you truly love yourself, you're going to find others that love you too. That's It, it just happens. It's just exactly. the way it works. Exactly. But, but remember, like you're not confined to, like, listen, we don't choose our families. We don't choose our parents. We don't choose our, you know, anybody. But we can choose who we actually love or get loved by. You know, you can literally just find the right mix that that is going to make your vibe your energy so you have options this is all in our hands folks you know it's not like we are stuck we're not alone i love what and you it, said there, there's so many resources go ahead and it may not be easy but stick to itiveness that's that's uh again nothing is easy right i mean right. You, know, you gotta get up in the morning and dress up and as a baby it's not easy <laughs> as an old person it's not easy as any age it's not easy doesn't matter what you do it's never going to be easy you still got to mm -hmm. take some steps but understand life is worth it you're worth it yeah there is there is plenty to live for you know in the worst time look at what's positive you know you looked at the worst, you know, you had the worst scenario and you looked at the positivity out of it. And guess what? You're enjoying a lot of it. Even today, talking about your granddaughter and 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 being emotional about her and talking about her, her memory lives. You are talking about she's bringing you a diff, a life in its own, yeah. literally. And you are taking that into other people's homes right now through your work, through the podcast, through the shows, through the, the work that you do in the community. All of that is changing. You've probably touched many lives you don't even know right now. That actually, seriously, I'm pretty sure you did, you know, that, you know, someone has heard this story and someone has actually, you know, maybe changed their mind without, they're not going to tell you like, hey, I listened to your story, you know, <laughs> but, but maybe they do. I don't know. I mean, sometimes you get testimonies, but at the end of the day, we, we do this because we want to help. We want to be part of a solution, not a problem. We want to be part of, you know, positivity and, and driving positive energy in this world. Hopefully, you know, we can do, you know, some impact. You know, I mean, because there's a lot of damage that's happening to other parts of the of, of the universe. Right. You know, we just want to offset that balance by giving some of this. And, you know, you got to tune into it. But know this, folks, you can not only yourself, but you can help others. If you think somebody is going to a dark place, get them out of that. You know, you can help them. Sometimes people, to your point, like they, they get to the end. 
PTSD, like in the case of the veterans, or none. Uh, drugs can be a problem. Addiction can be a problem. And they, you know, uh, stress, just stress from work. And, you know, you think the world yeah. is all over you. Listen, you lose a job, you'll get another one. I mean, you 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 can't. I mean, you can create your own. Sometimes you lose a job, you become a millionaire because now finally you got the time to do the stuff that you've always loved to. You know, don't don't think that that's the end. Yeah. An end is the beginning of something new, but but don't end your life because again, that's a whole different world. First of all, we don't know what's beyond this world. I mean, yeah. we, we hope that we know what it is and we hope that there's a better life there. But but you know, that's a different world, and we're gonna go there eventually. But let's go in in, in due time, I would say. But yeah. at the end, I mean, you, you know what I mean. I mean, I you know, I'm yeah. not taking light of it, but but really live happy. I mean, you're born, you're given life, right? Yeah. For a purpose. Make maximize that purpose. That's all we're saying. You know, don't don't let you know the negative energy get you to that point. And by the way, this you might sometimes people think about this. I'm gonna end my life because I don't want people to be hurt by me or whatever. And but you can help you can still do the same thing by not hurting yourself. Just go and get the, you know, there's a lot of resources out there. There's a lot of help. There's hotlines, there is community organizations. You mentioned, you know, the, the faith-based organizations have plenty of resources as well. Oh, hotlines, speaking of hotlines, yes. there's no longer a toll-free number, uh, 800 number for suicide prevention. It's 988. It yep. That's it. It's so simple. 988. Call or text 988 if you feel you're in a crisis situation. There you go. See, I mean, as, as easy as that is. And by the way, it is available everywhere. And by the way, this show is international. Here's the thing, folks. I don't care what part of the world you are. You know, there is help everywhere. And we're in the, the digital world, in the cyber world, in the online world. You can reach out anywhere in the world. You don't have to look in your local facilities or communities. You can look, reach beyond the, the borders. You know, online, there's there's services that actually reach all over the world. Yeah, the so, 988 number is is U.S. only right now. So it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, no, yeah. I'm, I know. But I'm yeah, but general, I know what you're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. there's resources yeah. everywhere. Yeah, people can reach out. You, you can reach out everywhere to get help. Well, at least, you know. There are shows, there are experts, there's stuff that, you know, that's available mm -hmm. to you. Uh, and if you know someone that you feel that maybe they're going down that path or you, you even doubt that they might be, guess what? Start doing the work, start getting them closer to agencies and groups and things like that that can make a difference. The other thing is there's no one, you know, some people have a bad relationship like, oh, I can't handle myself anymore. This relationship sucks. I'm, I'm just going to end it for, for me. You know what? It's not working. You can have another partner. <laughs> you know, it's as easy as that. <laughs> There's always an answer. You just have to look. You have to ask the right question yeah. to get the right answer. But, but but you have to also want. You have to have to have the will to live. But but we all have that. I mean, you listen. If would you like to get hurt? I mean, if if someone comes and and start punching at you, you're not gonna like it, right? Well, it, it's it's like that's hurting yourself. But are you gonna go like, hey guys? Can you just take a shot at me and start punching me and kicking me? Nobody's going to volunteer to do that, right? I mean, you can do that in, in an arena, but that's different. <laughs> you <know? laughs> but, you know, that would be like something that you're passionate about. But the fact is, we don't do that, right? Well, it's the same way. Why would you hurt yourself? And then the ultimate thing that is, this is not only impacting you, uh, you know, as as a person, you know, whoever's listening. And if, if this is a difficult time, you, you understand that you're, you, whatever your decisions impact everybody around you want to, mm -hmm. you know, obviously you can be selfish and I don't care about anyone in my life, but, but just care about you. <laughs> that's what we ask yeah. you. I mean, that's number one here, always number one, right? You have to look at yourself. You're the number one. 
you take care of you. You feed yourself. You do the stuff. You dress nice. You want to look good. You try to be as best as you can be. Then that's it. You got to cater to this, you know, and, and when you do that and you do it correctly, you're going to impact everybody else. I mean, this, this is looking at for number one, Colleen. This is looking at for number one hurricane. But by looking at a number one, we're able to look enough for everybody else. <laughs> and that's like the, you're a pilot again. You know, put the mask on before you can help others, right? <laughs> you got to help <laughs> yourself before you help the others, right? Same concept here. You know, folks, it's it's important that you got to stay positive. You have to 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 want to live. You know, I mean, if you go to nature, you enjoy nature, you will change. That just 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 pondering nature will help you change your perspective of life. Look at animals, look at birds, look at stuff. You know, they're alive. You know, there's there's so many things that we can notice that can change the way we think about life. Mm -hmm. And, and be more hopeful for life. It's beautiful. You look at plants growing up and, and getting, you know, blooming, things like that. You'll be like happier. But don't get into that that sad mode. Now, obviously, there's drugs. There's other influences that can impact your rationale. Mm -hmm. I think that's, the, that's a bigger part of the discussion. There's so many things that are happening that are impacting how we function, you know, mentally. And therefore, that the reaction or the, the, the outcomes can be detrimental. But the mm -hmm. first thing, if you talk about things, you might be able to be, you know, uh, receiving the help. But if you don't talk about it, you keep it within. And by the way, I can tell you this, Colin, you talked about kids and, you, and, and, and your granddaughter specifically. My my son's, one of his friends recently took his life. Okay. Same age group. Yeah. And, and, and again, you said it right on the money. This is a person who was full of life, very active, very well appreciated. At least that's the perception we had. Right. And when we heard it, it was like, how... It's not even possible. Yeah. How? But that's yep. that's the thing. Like you cannot tell that you know it can happen to anyone, and don't think that it's only a certain particular group of people or a particular you know local field. No, it can happen to anyone. And you're right. Some of the you know the, what we would call a normal, happy, successful can be going through some back stuff that you don't know. It could be family issues. It could be things that are they're not sharing, and they're holding that inside, and then eventually they get these these you know, nasty thoughts, negative thoughts. And then they can think that it's maybe sometimes they think it's a joke. Let me just test it out. There's no testing. <laughs> we're not very, you know, we're not, you know, robots. You, you do something wrong to your body. It will actually take the natural yeah. course. So be careful folks and, and just speak about this. And again, help is available. Colin, yes. the work you do besides speaking, I know you do other things. What are some of the things you do to help people? Ah, uh. Just put my best foot forward and do what I can. Just you know, that's uh, <laughs> no. But 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 you 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 have you're part of the uh, Malinois Foundation. Uh, yeah, the, uh, the Malinois Foundation. That was yeah. uh, that was a group. That's a group that they train. They train service dogs and donate them to people who they're psychiatric service dogs there's a big difference between an emotional support animal and a psychiatric service dog uh because you go online and you'll see all these ads facebook ads to get your pet registered as an emotional support animal you can go almost anywhere no you cannot it's there is a difference there's a huge difference. And those things online, all they are doing is taking in their money and they are raking in the cash doing it. Is 
I just, they're, they're not trained. You can just take any animal, get one of these little certificates. Oh, my dog is now an emotional support dog. Yes, he will bite you, but he doesn't bite me, so I'm okay. But a psychiatric service dog, some of the statistics that go along with this on what they can do for people. It's uh, 80-some percent of the people who have psychiatric service dogs have have a reduction in suicidal thoughts. Of all the people on with psychiatric service dogs, one-third of them who have PTSD after having a dog for a few months no longer meet any of the criteria for being a psychiatric service, for having PTSD. And for people on meds, 93% report a reduction in the medications they take. These, anim these animals, you know, they're trained to know the person and know what to do to do something for them. They're not just there to let you pet them. They do something and they actually cater to a need. Like one person I know, he, uh, he doesn't like getting close to a lot of people. So his dog, if someone's approaching him, even just to shake hands or something, his dog will walk in front of him and lay down and keep people from getting this too is... close. Yeah. You know, just little things like that. Cause that, that gentleman who's like that, he feels safer now. So his, his phobia, whatever is gone. Yeah. No more you know, his, the, the dog isn't harming anybody. It just, it just, it just knows he wants that his owner wants distance between him and somebody else face to face. Little things like that make a huge difference in somebody's life. Who's going through, through whatever they're going through. Again, this is a resource for someone that yeah. can also have a, you know, a, an animal friend that actually your family member, I, yeah. I would say that can make a difference. And by the way, sometimes if you start caring about some other entity in your life, Mm -hmm. You you want to live for that particular entity. That's yeah. the other part. So you got to also develop that ability to you know it's not always about you. I mean it's always you, but 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 you want to look up for yourself uh, to uh, for yourself. But by looking at other people, looking after other people, you can do the same. And so now you find the purpose in in why you yeah. exist because you are here to help others and do better. Do we have time to talk about a little bit about veterans? Of course. In the United States, on average. 22 veterans and their life every day. You know, that, that's a, that's a pretty big number 22, but I was on a podcast recently to where a gentleman who is former Navy said that if you add that up, that is about an entire submarine crew every week, every week we lose the, the amount of number of people of an entire submarine crew of veterans. Now you don't see that in the news. You just don't. But now if that's if a submarine would have sank and we lost all all the crew members, it's worldwide news. Why? Because of that multi-billion dollar vessel that they're in. Well, just that little uh how many people were in that little sub that went down at the Titanic? Five people. Yeah. Big news. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah. And now let's take it a step further. Let's say there's a fighter pilot uh, that something goes wrong and he has to eject. Airplane crashes. He gets out safely. 
You're going to hear about it all over the news because that multi-million dollar jet went down. Let's say, let's say that when that jet went down, maybe it took somebody out. And six months later, this pilot's feeling so bad about it. Says, "Oh, I, sh I, I should have, should I shouldn't have ejected. I should have guided it toward the ocean and gone down with it, or something. You know, whatever he's going through. You know, and and six months later, he takes his own life. Are you going to hear that on the news? No. But you certainly hear about when the jet crashes. It just, it just like these things cost millions and billions of dollars in the media are worth more." than one individual life. It's just priceless. Exactly. See, see, the, the math doesn't add up. I mean, a human life is priceless. There and is, that's an, I, I believe there's no price to a human life. There's no price no, to And that's anybody. another reason why I'm doing this. You know, if I can just stop you know, one person, you know, one, one person a week, one person a day, whatever, just whatever I can to get somebody thinking that, you know what, life is worth living. There is, and there's, there's help out there is if you want help, go find somebody and talk to them. You know, somebody who's close to you that, that can guide you down the path, who can keep you strong enough to get to that place. Even if you have to check yourself into a hospital, I don't care. You know, people call it all kinds of things, but if you need it, you need it. It's a matter of life or death. And that is not, that is so true. Alan. I, I, I love what you said. And I want to just add one more thing that, that can maybe coordinate with people better. Here's the thing. We just got through the pandemic a, few years, a couple of years back, right? Mm -hmm. And we still have some remnants of it. But what was a common theme during the pandemic? Everybody was careful because nobody wants to get hurt, you know, with yeah. this bug, right? Everybody was trying to live, you know, through this you know, pandemic. And that's exactly right. So we are inclined to want to live. So, yeah. so let, let's, you know, and I guarantee you at that time, you might not think, you know, suicide because you're worried about the bug, but then mm -hmm. you choose the suicide as, as the alternative, the bug could have done the job, but we don't want that. Right. So, so understanding guys that we are not, you know, literally made to think death, you know, we're yeah. made to think love and life and live it. And so it, it it is really in our nature. So we will do whatever to preserve self-preservation, self-defense is things we use, right? Right. And 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 we want that to be there. You you you're driving, someone wants to hurt you, like go rage, and you honk the horn because you don't want to get hurt. And that's really our nature. It doesn't matter. No, but we get into these moments where we probably have a, a lapse of judgment, a bad mm -hmm. day, something, a trigger. And then that's when we don't talk about it. All you have to do is talk about it. All we have to do right now is really just open up to other people. You're going to talk about things. By the way, talking is not very difficult to do. We do it all the time. Now, maybe not today, because I can say that in today's modern age, I see this all the time. People are in their phones, and they're just basically like zombie. They're just like in the zombie. I know. I mean, it's it's, it's this this is what I see today. I mean, really, that's that's exactly now, how it is. When, when, when I was are... working, when <laughs> yeah. I was working, if I'd be walking through an airline terminal, there's always somebody walking along with their head down. If they're coming right at you, was, get your head up! <laughs> what? 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 <laughs> I mean, seriously. I mean, like you know, this is this is going nuts. I mean, people are crossing the street, not looking. They're walking up the stairs, not looking. I mean, you misstep, it's over. You just drop, you know, from tenth floor. I don't know, but the fact is, guys, you know, it's 
Talking, it's good. We have lips, we have a tongue. You know, let's let's get those vocal cords, you know, active a little bit. You know, I mean, somebody can say, "Well, you guys talk on the shows all the time." Well, you know what? Guess what? I always say this: uh, we have a very simple tool that everybody's using. Sometimes to bullshit, we just use it to have fun with it and hopefully drive some good information to you. But here's the thing: you know, talk about things with your friends. If there's no friends, find somebody to talk to. Like you said, there's there's resources. But don't let it inside of you. Don't let stuff. And and know that by default, by design, you would not want to hurt yourself or someone to hurt you, right? And by the way, that's actually the best rule. We don't want no one to hurt us. So why do we have ourselves to hurt ourselves? <laughs> you know what I mean? We need to be careful about that. And, and if we get addiction is one of them. I mean, right now we have vaping, for example. And we don't, I don't want to go from the topic. But everybody is like literally holding that little thing and they're just... And that's it. And they like, you know, do this like, you know, every two seconds, you know, you're actually hurting yourself. I mean, that's like, you know, a little bit of a time suicide in a way. I'm sorry to say it, but over time, you're going to hurt yourself. I mean, would you yeah. want to do that? I mean, why? You know, drugs, all these things are bad for you, but you know it, but you're doing now. Once you get caught up into it, well, there is help. Seek help. But but we want you to live. We want you to be happy. We want right. you to, to do better out there because you have potential, folks. If you are watching, listening, everyone out there is somebody and can be you know a, a great you know star in their world and or in the world in general they, and by the way this is not about stardom i'm talking about you can be a, an effective you know member of the society and do something you know you have value you need to bring that value up there you got to find what that is whatever it is you know whatever job you're doing you are contributing and if you don't like that job find something else to contribute where you're actually happier you know, you did it in three worlds. <laughs> you know, everybody can do that, right? <laughs> you know, I, I'm telling you, it's not difficult. Yes, it is hard because it takes steps and it takes a lot of time to build up, but it's worth it. And you you will you will not realize what you have until you get to that moment. But yeah. if you cut it short, you will never have the chance to actually fill out, like, what is your full potential? And again, it, I've had this discussion over and over where if I had done that, I wouldn't be the person today. I know, you know, I am doing great today. And so that person today, you know, is really the same person then. But but had they closed that that life cycle, then they yeah. wouldn't be here to help and do the work that they do and they they solving the world's problems sometimes, right? So 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 with the veterans gone, you know, um what what are some of the things that you you have out there for them, like you know, that you've talked to or or you part of any? Well, it's, I'm working on uh, public presentations to go out and talk in, in schools, you know, wherever, wherever I can get in, inside of this, you know, to just basically spread the same message that I'm trying, that I'm, I'm working on right here that, you know, there, there, there is hope in the world. That's the biggest thing, really, you know, we, we, of all the wars and the riots and everything else these last few years, it's hard it's hard for a lot of people to get above the negativity of the world, but they just hopefully need a nudge in the right direction. And I'm just hoping to nudge people on it just enough. I think you're doing a great job, Colin. Just man. enough. You're doing it, man. And uh, you're slowly but surely. I mean, again, one person at a day, one person at a time, you know, and you touch in one life and that it's, it's a ripple effect. Slowly but surely that goes on. Again, this show is going to air and people are going to be like, you know, slowly but surely catching on to it and maybe sharing. And there's plenty that you've been to and you're going to do more. 
And that's really how it is. But but you started, and that's all that matters. Now you're building, and you are making an impact. And that's, by the way, everybody can do exactly the same. We can all have an impact in life, good or bad. Let's choose the good and stay away from the bad. Negativity does not yield anything. Believe no. me. You know, positivity is really what we need, and there's plenty of that that we can deliver. We all have it. It's your resource. Just tap into that energy, and you can. And don't let negativity. And again, if you're not sure how, find someone to guide you. Get a mentor. Get into a mentorship program if you're young enough. And by the way, if your parents are not there, because some people like you know their life sucks because their parents are not happy. There's this and the other. Those are circumstances you don't choose, but you can actually, you know, get around them. You know, there's always find some activity. There's youth programs out there that are actually really geared to get people, you know, a father figure or mother figure, whatever they are, you know, to get you in that concept. There are so many things available to you. Just, just do it. And and by the way, instead of, you know, even on, you talk, mentioned TikTok and social media, there is some great stuff out there. I mean, there's, there's a lot of fluff, but there's some real good you know, nuggets in the social media. You just got to look for it. I mean, literally. Yeah, just and, and you, just reminded me, you just reminded me of a, a, a good friend of mine, Charlie Sampson. He grew up in Watts, California. Ever heard of it? Oh. It's one of the big, uh, toughest inner city areas in LA that there is. Hamptons looking like? Yeah. You know, really Watts is, is, a, is, it is, as a tough, 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 tough area. And he had I don't, a large family. I don't know he, how many uh, siblings he had, but his, he had, he had quite a big family growing up. So he was living in an area, you know, where people didn't get out of a lot, but he knew he wanted something more in life, even as, as a child growing up in this area. And he found a place. It was, a. Uh, it was a horse ranch not too far outside of where he lived, and he got around uh, west, you know, Western folks, and he learned how to ride bulls, and he became the first African American to win a world's championship in professional rodeo ever. And he is, he is, he is just this beacon of positivity in life. Charlie Sampson, he's a. Uh, he, he's a, he's tell you the kind of guy he is. You know, I, I wasn't one of the big names in rodeo, but I competed against them and I know them. They know me, but Charlie, when he comes to town, I get a phone call. Hey, Colin, let's go eat. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know, Colin, that's you, the kind of guy he is, you know, thank you for sharing this example. And, and by the way, um, everyone is talented. Yeah. You Everybody, I don't care where you are, who you are, what's your backdrop, background, you know, your story, you have talent. You just got to really, it's like, there's a lot of minerals all over us on this ground. I mean, there's a lot of resources, right? We have riches, you mm -hmm. know, right in under our feet. Well, you have all that in you and you just got to like discover whatever you want to sing, you want to act, you want to be in sports, you want to be doing whatever it is you can, you want to be creative. You have what it takes. You just got to know that you have. And if you believe, if you know, literally, and aware that you have what it takes to be, you know, the next big st biggest thing in this world, you can and you will. And that's all it is. And by the way, don't worry about the competition. Don't worry about the others. Like, what is it? No. How, how am I going to make it in this million people? There's plenty of these people. I don't care. You know, 
I mean, this world of podcasts, there's millions of us. And you know what? They have their own flavor. I have my own. You have your own. Everybody's got their own. We all have a signature, and that's good, you know, and there's more of us that's even better. There's nothing. <laughs> I mean, really, think about it, right? So yeah. The fact of the matter is don't worry about all the, the thoughts that, like, those are inhibitors that, that make you think that you're not worthy, you can't do it because. Stop the excuses. Stop thinking oh, about I've what can I do. Oh, I've been but, but, Y'all but, have, I think. <laughs> but it didn't oh, work for you because things work out for you eventually, right? <laughs> uh, oh man! All right. Well, so so, Colin, I, I you know, listen, we covered a lot of grounds, and and again, uh, bottom line is, as you said, there is hope. It's worth living. Yep. Right. So so, what will be a, maybe a rephrase of this, or maybe a different message that you want to close the today's show with? You know, and okay. really get our people pumped. First off, if you're in crisis mode, there's and you feel you can't talk to anybody, call or text 988 24-7. Somebody is there to help you. And if you can't find, if you, if you feel that you can't get what you need at home as far as guidance, as I said, love and hope exist. Find it somewhere, like a church, a synagogue, a mosque, a youth center, w- whatever. Somewhere where you're going to find somebody positive to share with you that you you are loved. And then if you feel like you're still not loved, listen to my voice. I love you. Life is worth it. Don't give up. I'm not saying anything behind that one. <laughs> I was gonna say something, but no. <laughs> I think that's that's sufficient enough. It's powerful, man. Thank you. And yes, you have a, a terrific voice for this game, man. You you're definitely you 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 live up to the 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 voiceover acting business and the voiceover that that is and and you, you, your voice really delivers. And I know it's not Thank just you. acting; it's real. It's it's truly emotional. By the way, acting is one thing, but being really true to yourself is it mm-hmm. comes right off. People can read yep. through the difference. And thank you for that. That powerful. I mean, it's it's really uh, just a a blast of energy that is positive. And yes, thank you, thank you, Colin. It's been a real fun with you on the show today. I, I, I have mean, enjoyed. I've we've enjoyed exce- it we, we've exceeded the hour, but who cares, right? I mean, you know, <laughs> time for Lou, right? <laughs> hey, I, mean, I, I keep making those those jokes about the flight. I mean, yeah, pilot after all. So. all right well listen folks i hope that you really had a good time with us and really you know picked up some stuff here just listen if this is not for you maybe it's some for someone share the value share the message and you know listen if you think someone can use the help you know what to do Uh, i think colin shared quite a bit with us and there's plenty out there beyond us so just do uh, the right thing and help people to live and have hope in their life and be successful uh, so that being said, I'm your host, Hurricane Age, and uh, we'll be talking soon. New day, new show, new topic, new guest. Bye for now. There's a lot of talk all over the Internet these days about the remarkable benefits of carbon-60, and baby boomers are especially excited about it. Whatever generation you're in, if you want more energy, better health, and a boost in vitality, we invite you to try Greska's Carbon-60, a stunning development in free radical destruction. Being much smaller in size than conventional antioxidants derived from fruits and vegetables, it is far more bioavailable to quickly mend the toxin-crippled cells in your body. Greska's Carbon 60 is the only C60 product that is made without the use of undesirable solvents, the only one. 
Gretzka's carbon-60 was developed by a brilliant NASA carbon scientist, and 95% report positive results from this Nobel Prize-winning technology in just four days. Visit c-60.com. That's c-60.com. Or call 720-600-6040. 